right. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast. As always, our official sponsor is Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel. And we are also sponsored by Learn Pro Poker and website AMP. In this chats edition of the podcast, we get to hang out with a couple of our favorite people. Uh, Robbie Straczynski and Bruce Biggs are in the house from the Top Pair Home Game podcast. And we've got to, of course, talk about that as their end has finished. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but before we jump into that, let's introduce the panel. My name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. And Max Shapiro told us that they say poker is a zero-sum game. It must be. Because every time I play, my sum ends up zero. <laughs> you must be doing it right then. Yes. <laughs> well, my name is Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game, at Hold'em underscore Steelers on Twitter. And if you like uh, poker podcasts, I got some bad news for you because we lost one of the big ones recently, but looking forward to talking to these two champs about it. And I'm Rob Washam and I'm Radman 50 everywhere. Um, And I'd like to say that I think the new venture that Robbie is involved in is very exciting. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to chat about about that as well. Uh, One quick thing before we jump into the conversation. Uh, We just announced it uh, this week uh, that we have launched a home games community membership. Uh, This is really if you have a home game and you want to promote your players and kind of raise sort of the, the excitement around your league. We have a couple different options out there. Just go out online. You can look in the store. You can find them there. But we did just have our first elite member join. Uh, The group is Queens Never Hold out of Cottage Grove, Minnesota. And a couple of winners to announce, Alex Truog uh, won the end of the year tournament on October 30th. And Alberto Briones Moraz won the home game title. He had the most points accumulated during the season. So uh, congrats to you guys and welcome Queens Never Hold uh, to the Rec Poker home game community. So with that, let's bring them in. Uh, Robbie and Bruce, how the heck are you guys? Hey guys, hello. You can see Do, me. Doing, doing good. Just sitting here on a fall afternoon and uh, looking at the sunshine and uh, uh, nice to have the headsets back on after being off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, a reunion. It's been forever. Yeah. <laughs> a couple so, of weeks probably feels like forever, right? You guys, so let's, let's bring people up to speed now. 365 episodes, I think, you guys did in the Top Pair Home Game podcast. So let's, let's kind of announce to our folks here, maybe not everybody's listening to both podcasts, Talk a little bit about your journey and uh, wrapping up that podcast. Yeah, Bruce, you can start it off. Yeah, makes well, sense. yeah, it's it's 365 episodes, uh, 11 years, almost to the date, uh, you know, in October of uh, uh, 2009 when we started. It, it's very simple starting. Uh, the guy that uh, hosts a lot of games here in Salt Lake, and actually he started the Salt Lake Poker Meetup Group. Uh, and I got to be pretty good friends cause I hosted a lot of games too. And I was over at his house one Sunday having uh, dinner with his, uh, beautiful family. And he said, uh, Hey, have you ever thought of doing a podcast? And I'd never, I've never heard a podcast. I knew vaguely what they were, but, uh, I said, yeah, I mean, I've done radio for a lot of years in my life. So, uh, it can't be that much different. He said, yeah, here's this book. Go ahead and read it. Podcasting for dummies. So, <laughs> um, thanks. We read that out, and and uh, the the unique thing, and and his kind of his p- pitch was, 
that uh, there were, you know, a handful of poker podcasts at the time out there, obviously a lot more then, but he says, I, I don't think there's anybody that's specifically focusing on home game poker. And our, our gut feeling, and I think anybody with any common sense would agree, there's far more people playing home game poker every week than there mm -hmm. are in casinos or card rooms or anything like that. So, you know, there's a huge audience. And if we can talk about having a home game, hosting a home game, things to do, things not to do, uh, all, all that kind of ABCs of home game poker, then uh, that we, we might find a niche in the market. Yeah, so you guys, you guys ran that for quite a while. I know you went through a few different iterations. You had Eric involved in the poker news, and then Robbie got involved in card player lifestyle and all that. So maybe, maybe Robbie talk a little bit about kind of the last, the last little season of this thing and, and why, why we chose to wrap it up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, Bruce mentioned Eric, the original co-host, and definitely kudos to him. Uh, just, to, you know, how did I get involved was uh, about six and a half years ago. I joined Bruce as the... Uh, replacement co-host after they were kind enough to have me on as a guest and uh, what what was a six episode or maybe even a six week commitment <laughs> turned into six and a half years so um, that was really nice we did it every other week uh, and yeah like you said we had uh, a few iterations we partnered up with the uh, poker news and their podcast family and uh, that uh, ended uh, naturally and then we started the, the card player lifestyle podcast family of course uh, you guys here at poker are part of that um, you know, they say that all good things come to an end, uh, to everything there is a season, you know, all those sort of cliches. And, you know, 365 is a nice number. You have an, an episode every single day of the year that you could listen to. And uh, at some point you kind of, you know, ride off into the sunset and it's time to, uh, hey, you know, we, we did a decent job. Uh, we're, we're very pleased with what we did. We had thousands of folks listening to us uh, every other week. Um, and uh, and our work and our and you know whatever legacy whatever you want to call that hopefully lives on and you know I think we we certainly covered every possible niche of home game poker. <laughs> yeah, I love that good. one for every day. So now people just listen to one a day, and then next year start again. It's not, not that complicated. <laughs> uh, keep listening to this stuff, you know. But yeah, what a, what a fun run, what a fun legacy, all that kind of stuff. I know it's it's sad to think someday the Rec Poker Podcast will end. I hope not, but. You know, it's just sad. Know. You know, that's why you try to enjoy it as much as you can, right? Try to soak up every minute. I know that's sort of how you like to live your life anyway, Robbie. And uh, I think that's very, very commendable. And uh, I would really encourage you guys, go back. Who's ever listening to this, go back and listen to that last episode. Listen to episode 365. A lot of really good stuff in there about kind of their favorite interviews and all of those things. Um, so maybe, you know, just to boil it down uh, for you guys, maybe pull out one or, or something. What What really stands out, whether it's a favorite interview favorite discussion the biggest laugh that you ever had or you know whatever it is, is is there a moment that you guys look at and say man that was podcast hosting at its greatest <laughs> moment the most most fun we had or whatever it is can you pull one out uh, I, I probably have to say for me, it was, it was rather early on, uh, maybe a couple of years, couple of three years into it, we interviewed uh, Mike Sexton hmm. and we were really fortunate enough. And again, I, I give kudos to uh, Linda Johnson and Jan Fisher. They were kind of, I used to play a lot with them in uh, tournaments they'd host down in Mesquite, Nevada. And, and when we started doing this and I just shipped them an email saying, Hey, we'd like to have this person on. Boy, it wasn't an hour didn't go by that there wasn't an email out from La Linda and, John and Jan mm -hmm. to that person saying, you know, hey, guys, these people are putting together this podcast on home game poker. They're good guys. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, why don't you uh, 
I've given them your contact information. Uh, think of being on, and and they did. So, anyway, the Mike uh, Sexton interview, and I think Eric concurs with this too. Uh, what was unique is, uh, again, he was a big celebrity by then and had done dozens of interviews, but we drilled deep on home game and talked about some home games that he used to host, a rake game in, in North Carolina after he got back from the service and was doing ballroom dancing, instructing in that. And you could just tell it was a different tone when we started talking like that. He, it was like, hey, nobody's really ever asked me these questions before. I've never had the chance to, to talk about these home games. And and so he really enjoyed doing that. You could tell he really got engaged with that. And, and one of the funny comments that came out of that, again, I'd been reading books about, you know, turning pro and how, what kind of a bankroll you'd need and what kind of prep you need to take and everything. So when he, when we kind of got to the end of that and he was going to Vegas and starting pro, I said, uh, well, Mike, what, what kind of bankroll did you figure you needed to get going? And he paused for a couple of seconds. He said, oh, just my buy-in to the next game I was in. That's all the bankroll I needed. So that, that, was, that was a fun interview. And, and again, a great guy, and, and the poker world misses him, I'm sure. Yeah, how cool to be able to have, have interviewed him. That's, that's fantastic. I love that. Right. How about you, Robbie? Well, on mine, it's going to sound like a cop-out, but I got to tell you, you know, it's been – They're all two... great. Here we go. Well, no, not exactly. Not exactly. But it, it's something else. You know, it's, I guess it's been three weeks, Bruce, since we did our last episode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really, genuinely, upon reflecting on it, I, the, the entire run was very special because I made a friend. And, you know, every other week I got to, you know, I've still never met you, Bruce, in person, <laughs> but we got to see each other for that first time three weeks ago on, on the Zoom call. And, you know, I, I know your voice from a million miles away, but just sort of meeting someone with that exact same passion that I have for home games. You know, a lot of folks do poker media, but so many of them, you know, okay, they'll play in the Vegas game here and there. They don't play home games like I do, like you do. And, you know, going through my sessions every other week and telling you about my friends, my dad's group, all that sort of thing. And, you know, after, after reflecting upon it, you know, to do that for six and a half years and have someone who sort of went through that journey with me, that honestly is what means the most to me for, from having, uh, having done that podcast. And I had never done any sort of podcast hosting before, so you gave me the opportunity. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, a lot more hosting gigs have come since that time. So it's a great, it's a great thing. It, I love it, that. It, we, we talk it, about community all the time and how important that is. And, you know, that, that's, that, you know, that's why we do what we do. And I, I know that's why you guys do what you do. And the, the relationships that come out of that are so, are so rich. Go ahead, Bruce. I think I cut you off. Oh, I just going to say, and I'm not kidding, but when, when we first got this thing, you know, Robbie uh, logged in and that I, I had to fight the urge to say, Hey guys, can you give us about 10 minutes? We need to talk and catch up a little bit before we start the recording. Cause we haven't, we haven't talked for three weeks, you know, and that's when we started the recording, we'd always spend, you know, 10 minutes or so before we started, you know, how's the weather like, how's the family doing? What's going on? What's, what's happening with your dad? And, and we really did have a good relationship that we, you know, went back and forth. It's like, okay, now let's start the recording. So yeah. Absolutely. That, I, I, I mean, I can't agree with that more. I've only really been a full-time participant in the rec poker panel for about a year now. And like these, these are my friends. 
like oh. I, I absolutely miss these guys when I have to take a week off or something and I don't see them. We're not getting together once a week and talking poker. Like that bugs me. I've gotten to the point now where these are absolutely my friends. I love working with these guys and talking poker. And when, when you all have that right kind of attitude and everybody's on the same page and doing it for the right reasons and, you know, you, you just naturally, it's a truly, I mean, I'm real grateful for that. It's a special thing. I love that. We're sort of, we're shorthanded today. Usually there's like five, six, six of us, you know, that are out here, but we're recording because of Robbie. Uh, we have to record in the middle of the day because boy, he's in Israel and, you know. Middle we, of the day. It's 10, 15 at night. <laughs> we can't have him up at two in the morning. So, so no, so, but you were a little shorthanded. I, I miss it, right? I mean, where's Jonesy? Where's Somsky? You kind of, you kind of miss those, those folks that are, that are part of this thing, but, but yeah, so relationships are huge coming out of this thing. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, and if you guys need to, we can leave the Zoom open when we're done and you guys can catch up if that's a – but, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about what's next. Um, I know, Robbie, you've got the orbit that, that you're cranking on. I'm here just hearing great things uh, across the board on there, so I want to hear more about that. Bruce, I'd love to know kind of what's going on in your world and if you're replacing this, this time with, with something else. So, uh, Robbie, maybe chat a little bit about the orbit or what else you have going on, and then, uh, Bruce, I'd love to hear the same from you. Uh, the thing is, I know what's going on with me. I'm dying to hear what's going on with Bruce, like you said. Okay, fair <laughs> so, enough. We can turn that over. If you want to know what's going on with Robbie, go to the orbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear about Bruce first, then I'll, I'll tell you guys. Fair enough. Yeah, Bruce, are you sick there's, of poker yet, or what's next for you? There's No, nah, I don't think I'd ever get sick of poker, but I'm kind of sick of not having live games, you know. So uh, mm. our meetup group here has been hosting some online games. Uh, on the Faded Spades platform where we can, you know, do Zoom and, and still talk and, and uh, quack eyes and things like that. And that hasn't been too bad, but it's just not the same as having the, the home game thing. So, uh, you know, that's that's part of the reason that I thought, well, you know, this might be a good time to, to wind things up because I just hadn't played in many games. You know, I almost felt like, uh, you know, when we do the how you're running and, and Robbie always had some experience and a lot of things filling his life in poker and games and that, but it'd come to me and it's like, well, uh, nothing much to report. Haven't played any games or done anything. So I did. And, and again, it's, it's still in its incubation stage, but about two years ago, I don't know, I, I got a wild hair one time and, and the phrase fussy old fart came to mind. And so I went to go, go daddy and I'll be danged if the URL fussyoldfart.com wasn't available. <laughs> so I've, I've been kicking around the idea of starting a blog, just being this fussy old fart, you know, kind of like the old George Carlin thing, you know, you know what pisses me off and then just go on rants and things like that. So uh, I've kind of got that in the back of my mind as my creative uh, thing to scratch. But as far as poker, you know, until live poker gets back or whatever, it's probably uh, on hold a little bit. Well, I'll be the first visitor to that website. That's for sure. <laughs> right. There. And Bruce, remind, remind us uh, where, where you're actually located. In Salt Lake City. Okay. So what's the, what's the situation there with, with poker and, and those sorts of things? Well, um, technically, Utah is one of two states, I think Utah and Hawaii, where they do not allow gambling at all. Not a lottery, not anything. Mm -hmm. And home game poker's technically illegal. But right. we've been told by some law enforcement that we've taken into our confidence that if you if you run a game that's not raked 
if you run a game where there's no tipping or anything expected, if you run a game where there's a, a maximum buy-in of like $100 or $200 so people aren't going to lose their house payment, then they're going to look the other way. So we've, we've had a, a robust home game. I, I had a game that I hosted for almost three and a half years every Friday night. Usually had 20 people that would show up for a two-table tournament. So we've had really healthy here. We're in Salt Lake, if you know the geography, to the west about 90 minutes is a border town called Wendover. Uh, but it's really kind of a one-horse town and there's there's two or three poker rooms so you can go, can go out there and play but not much except hold them uh, going south on the way to Vegas there's a border town called Mesquite uh, not that, that kind of going south just to yeah, clarify yeah. For poker. Yeah, okay and that's oh. about four hours away and then Vegas is like five and a half hours six hours away so okay. you know we're we've, we've got some opportunities in that but uh, yeah home game is has been uh, the you know the principal part of my life. In fact, I hold a record of our Salt Lake meetup group. I've attended over 1,300 home games oh in the course of like the last nine years. Yeah. Well, so I think you are well-versed to have hosted the podcast. <laughs> and he's broken even in all 1,300. All, all 1,300. Which is unbelievable. Break even, Bruce. At least that's, I, that's I, my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, I love home games. Rob and I play in a home game, you know, together when we can and I, I miss it. You know, I mean, that's a big chunk of what I love about poker is the is the hanging out with people and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's been tough. Uh, it's yeah. been tough to not have that piece. So yeah, we try to stay plugged in different ways. Robbie, yeah. your your deal? Sure. So I can tell you on the you know just the home game front that's continuing for as long as I can you know pitch cards and and, and shuffle chips. Yeah. So thankfully uh, you know the the second lockdown ended here in Israel. So I'm continuing. We've gotten back to the uh, at the moment still outdoor home games, but Grateful to have them, and uh, I'm on a little bit of a winning streak, so I'm not going to jinx it, but yay, that's a good thing. So got got to keep that passion going. It's genuine. I didn't just do it because we had a show to produce. So there's that. Um, Well, the thing is, beyond top pair, you know, I I, I kind of have made poker media my full-time job. So that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, That was just one component of it. Um, You've got my own website, cardplayerlifestyle.com, where all you guys, whether you're watching or listening, you can see the recaps uh, with timestamps uh, of the Rec Poker podcast and the Bernard Lee Poker Show. And we put out, you know, a good three dozen or so articles each month, interviews, op-eds. So that's going to continue going strong. Um, you know, we're on the cusp of our uh, 11th year, 11th anniversary. So that's pretty cool. Um, Cards Chat, you guys have heard of that. So I started hosting that podcast. That's a one-on-one interview sort of thing and uh about actually just after we finish here going to be recording our 12th episode so three months into that that's pretty nice and uh, everyone's mentioned the orbit and of course thanks so much to to rob as well for saying i appreciate the venture um yeah that's something we just started uh me and a couple guys des duffy lee wiltshire um and it's kind of like a it's not like we invented the wheel or anything like that but it's applying a concept that we've seen in you know, you know, the old school folks out there may know the McLaughlin group or Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, like that sort of a thing where you've got like one host and four panelists and you do sort of a round table discussion sort of thing. Uh, and the round table, we have a poker table in there. It's uh, meant to not just be heard as a podcast, but also a visual experience. And you see the uh, panelists and myself around the table. Um, and it's something that's never really been done uh, in the poker industry before. Uh, you know, it's always usually one-on-one interviews. Sometimes you have these sorts of discussions, uh, but not really getting, you know, like player industry person 
uh, poker room host, online specialist, like people from all different walks of the industry, men, women, Europe, America, all, all over the place. Um, and discussing, you know, the main issues that are going on in online poker and live poker. Um, we just released actually our fifth episode with Tony G, Kristen Bicknell, uh, Toby Bentel, and uh, Adam Pliska from WPT. You know, it's, it's really amazing, you know, five episodes in now to see how well received it's been. It's pretty darn cool. And I'm just excited to see where that leads. And you can find that on twitch.tv slash poker, uh, where you guys also have your home game. Um, and also on YouTube, Facebook. So got to get the plug in there. But that's that's what I'm up to. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So if you're not, yeah, for those of you who aren't aware, we do, a, we broadcast on their Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash poker. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, 8 o'clock central time, we have usually Taylor Moss out there. So you guys know Taylor, uh, very solid young player. Uh, so go check that out. But but yeah, so so the Orbit, uh, which is fantastic. All the other stuff is fantastic. What's what's the easiest like on-ramp connection point for people that are saying, all right, I, I love all the stuff, but what's is there one place? Is it, do I sign up for a newsletter at Card Player Lifestyle? Or what's kind of the easiest way to make sure I kind of know what's going on in, in your world? Well, the best thing, honestly, is follow me on Twitter at Card Player Life because pretty much everything I do, I put there. Um, I do have a newsletter, Card Player Life, you know, at Card Player Lifestyle. You just go to the website.com and it's right on the right. There's a little embed form. You can sign up for the newsletter. I can't, like, I don't remember the number the letters of the link of the URL, but you can sort of sign up for it. Uh, and I do put out like a monthly newsletter kind of recapping all the different activities and you get some exclusive in there. Like, you know, if you guys are, uh, I know you guys are uh, signed up for it. So you were the first ones to know who the panelists were. Yeah. Uh, for example, I do try to get some exclusives, some giveaways and, you know, pretty much everything I'm up to, I, I put in that newsletter as well. But, but Twitter is definitely a place. Uh, it's at card player life, pretty straightforward. So I, I so, so here's my next question. So, uh, you guys are going to go, you're going to host a dinner, all right? You and Bruce, Robbie and Bruce, you guys are going to host a dinner. Uh, you're going to have four people that are invited to this dinner, all right? COVID is released. There, there's, you know, no restrictions at all. Travel's not an issue, you know, whatever. You just, wherever you want to go, for, you each get to invite two people, all right? Uh, from, from the poker community or people that you've touched either on, you know, through the orbit, through the podcast, whatever. Uh, you each get to invite two people to just have dinner with, to hang out, whether you talk poker or not. I want to know who the two people are that you're each inviting to this group of six people. Let's just make it easy and say present company accepted. Oh yeah, yeah, we don't make it awkward. It's not, you know, you don't have to use Jim and Rob and Steve. (laughs) We're we're excluded, so that's obviously three of the four seats. Yeah, Uh, we might have just have to choose one. So yeah, pretend we're not here. Usually be the fourth there. Uh, But but yeah, no, no, pick pick two people to invite uh, from the poker community uh, that you'd love to just have dinner with. Hmm. Bruce, you can go first on this one. I can think of one, but I'm not sure about the second one. Well, I, I can think of one, and he was kind of my white whale, so to speak, when, when we were doing the podcast. We, we had a guy in our group that uh, he was kind of a smart ass and always cracking wise, and he said, you know, I, I'm, I understand you got this podcast, but I'm not going to listen to it until one of two things happen. I said, what's that? He says, either have me on as a guest or have Mr. Carter on as a guest. Gabe. <laughs> and I've always yeah. tried to figure out a way to have Gabe Kaplan on, and I, I never got that accomplished. So he, Gabe Kaplan would definitely be one of them. And uh, 
probably Barry Greenstein. I enjoyed his interview too. He he's very insightful, and again, that's old school type of stuff. But uh, I I really I really enjoyed our interview with. Barry Greenstein and getting to know him. He's a great interview and just an all round, really decent, good guy. So probably I'd say those two. Hmm. Okay. I've got my two and you <laughs> did say anyone, right? Yeah. So yep. I was sort of thinking, you know, like this is, it's a dinner is a very, it's a private thing, you know, like what happens at dinner stays at dinner. Right. <laughs> so I would love to invite, honestly, uh, Chris Ferguson and Eastside Scheinberg, you know, mm. because I feel like a discussion like that, even if I could never go public with it or release it, I feel like I have so, I would love to meet them first. And I've, I've seen Chris, I've never seen Eastside, but just to sort of like over a casual friendly meal, get to know each other a little bit. And, you know, like my first mistake that I made when I began sort of doing this thing for a living is I met someone, I was like, oh, let, you know, let's go for an interview, right? I was like, no, that, no, you first have to establish relationships with people. So I would love to, if, you know, given the opportunity, have a dinner and have a shared experience. That would be a kosher dinner, of course. You know, those who are watching are <laughs> Orthodox Jewish. Um, just to sort of like, you know, how are you guys doing? What do you do day to day? What, what's your life like? And establish some sort of a relationship and maybe from there down the road, and they're like, okay, yeah, you know, Robbie, we'll, we'll talk. Let, let's get some, some stuff out. After. What, what happened all 10, 10 years ago? So. <laughs> right. So what was, what's the real story? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I love that. That's very interesting to me. I, I love asking those kinds of questions. It's kind of, it gives great insights into you guys, too, to, to kind of hear uh, who you say. I, I'd also like to know kind of how do you feel like the podcast has changed you? Like, as, as an individual, like, as you've gone through this, you've done a bunch of the episodes, obviously, Robbie, you've not done all 365, but, you know, whether it's because, you know, you guys, you guys talk to a lot of people, you talk to each other. I think for me, I, I mean, I just know that the, the journey of being a podcaster has changed me. Uh, there, there's insights or there's different ways I connect or relate to people. And I'm kind of curious, you know, how, how, how you think this has changed you? Yeah, I I don't know. I that's a that's a tough question. Uh, again, I I'm different than Robbie. I I kind of had some uh, broadcast experience. I was a, a country western DJ. Hey, seven thirty on your AM dial, and that was Conway Twitty. And up next, we've got Gale, Crystal Gale. A couple Let's of go. great brown eyes oh, in yeah. the country, and and so. It, it just, when I started doing the podcast, it kind of just scratched that itch that I hadn't done for a few years. It's like, hey, I can do this. It's just like being on the radio. So um, I'd say probably two things I can think of. One, it's it, it was kind of a joke because the people in our group, a lot of them were regular listeners, not all of them though, but a few of them. Uh, and when I'd go play poker, they'd bring up things and say, okay, I know how you play this. Cause I heard you talking on the, on the podcast last week. And so it was almost like I was, I was giving away my tells. So uh, mm. that, that was kind of funny. And another thing, and again, just off a of left field, which I used to do because when we first started doing interviews, it was back before Skype or anything like that. So I just usually call people up on their cell phone, which meant I'd have their cell phones. So we'd sit at a home game and, and a, a rules question would come up and there'd be kind of a debate and an argument in that. And I'd say, here, let me call Matt Savage and see what he thinks about it. <laughs> I never did, but everybody would kind of look at me like, ah, yeah, right. Shut up. So. Wow. That's a great answer. I, I should call Matt Savage once in a while. Um, <laughs> um, change me as a person. And, and I, I have to, 
I mean this in the absolute most positive way. You know, when I began doing this in June 2014, I had never hosted a podcast before. I'd been a, a guest on a couple at the time, um, but but the idea of hosting it, I was very nervous. And I feel like, you know, week after week or you know, every other week, as we hosted, I had just gained incredibly valuable experience and in, in a very real tangible way, you know, as time has proven, that gave me, it was like a stepping stone to additional things. And again, I mean that in the most positive way, like no one would be asking me, hey, Robbie, do you want to host the Red Chip Poker podcast? You want to host the Cards Chat? You know, you want to get on camera, like all these sorts of things. It's because over time together with Bruce and, and very much with his help because he was the experienced hand at, at the time, you know, I became comfortable in my own skin and with my own voice. Uh, and, you know, as interviewees came on, that became more comfortable and it's very much second nature. So there definitely has been a change and, and I think a very positive one for which I'm thankful. That actually brings up a great question for me. So selfishly, I'm curious if you guys have any, legitimately, if you have any tips for Steve and Rob and I as we try and continue to do this Rec Poker podcast off of our little sunset, um, uh, you know, lessons that you've learned. But I also want to talk a bit about Say, Jimmy, your, your audio is sort of breaking up there. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't hear that last part. Shoot. So <laughs> it's a really good question. I, well, we heard the first part. The first part, of like, give us some tips. Give us some, you know, you guys are industry experts. You're, you're plugged in. You know what people like. You know what people don't like. You know, as Robbie, you've got the media's channel and all that sort of stuff, too. So I think, I think it seems like the heartbeat of Jim's thing is, how can you make Steve better? But I think what he's really trying to say, you know, more, <laughs> you know, how do we, you know, how do, you know, what, what can we do to continue to engage the public and give them what they're looking for and build community out of this thing? Geez, I don't know. I, uh, what do you mean you don't know? Of, You're the expert. Let's go. Come on. He doesn't, what, you know, he's, he's like, okay, hire me at 200 bucks an hour. <laughs> no, not really. What to, to get all those free consulting. To be honest, one of my frustrations over the 365 and the terms in that was trying to get people to engage with us. We would love to get emails. We would love to get tweets. We'd love to have people, you know, say, oh, yeah, listen to your podcast. And this is what I found. And this is what I found. And we did get a, a, a fair amount of that, but not nearly as much. I, uh, again, being in radio, I was used to, okay, the 10th caller gets tickets to the Merle Haggard. And man, that phone would ring off the hook. You know, people would be engaged. And I'm like, how come people, how come nobody sends us emails? Nobody sends us any feedback or anything like that. So I, I never did quite crack what the 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 uh uh secret to that was um and and i guess the other thing i would say is when before we started a, a an interview and i think we probably said it to you guys we'd lay it out and say you know this is nothing formal it's being recorded so if we get off in the weeds or have problems we can stop and re-record so take a deep breath don't be anxious or anything just pretend we're sitting around having a beer or sitting around having a cup of coffee and and we're just we're just shooting the shit because we all love poker and, and there's, there's nothing to be uptight about. And I think that helped a lot too. Right. Um, I would say, I would give the advice that was given to me by Linda Johnson. Cause I kind of asked her the same thing at some point, a couple summers ago uh, when I was like, you know, debating where I just begun doing this thing full time. Cause it was you know, like the whole media thing. It was just like a part time, uh, 
nights and weekends passion kind of thing. And she said something kind of, you know, at the time I was like, well, that's strange, weird advice. She said, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, that's not a business plan. <laughs> that, that, that does, that's like, what does that mean? Isn't <laughs> right. But well, she meant it in a very good way. She said, you love what you do. You put your heart and soul into it. That's what you got to keep doing. And if, you know, and that's why you're attracting any sort of audience whatsoever. And if you keep doing that and keep on honing your craft and keep on doing what you're doing, then good things will come. And she's proven right. And it's not a business plan, but it's sort of like an attitude plan. And you guys clearly do that each and every week. I listen you know, to this show that you guys put together and you love what you do. And your panelists, everyone who you bring on, whether it's one, two, three, seven, you know, however many it is, everyone loves being a part of this community. So, you know, the snowball, it will continue rolling downhill and gathering steam to, to mix metaphors, but you know, it really, it really does work. So my advice is keep doing what you're doing. Um, and, and that has worked and it will continue to work for you. I love that. I love both of those comments. I think Bruce, you know, I was, I've been on the radio too a bit and we had a show that we didn't know what the listenership was and nobody would engage or whatever. We didn't have giveaways to Merle Haggard. So it was a little bit tougher for us, but <laughs> then once you're off the air, people are like, Oh, I miss your show. Like, well, yeah. how do you, when we were begging for people to respond, why do you tell us? And it's, it can be the same thing with the podcast where we see the number of plays and we can ask for engagement, but you don't get the engagement. So you just kind of have to trust it. And then kind of for Robbie, to Robbie's point, just, we, we love doing the show. So let's just focus on loving doing the show. We love talking to Robbie. We love talking to Bruce. We love talking to everybody. Let's just enjoy the crap out of it. We know we're not going to resonate with everybody. Like I know some people are annoyed by my voice. I'm sorry. I, it's the only voice I have. It's, it's all I can do. We're going to, you know, I don't know, but, but some people like it or like the engagement. So I think I, I love that. Let's just do what we love doing. You know, I talk about this a lot. I'm 50 years old. I'm done trying to be somebody else. Let's just love doing it. Let's just love hanging out. Let's love talking poker. Let's love making friends like Jim said. Uh, and let's just do it. And, you know, momentum comes and momentum comes. Great. Uh, right. You know, if it doesn't, let's still enjoy the process. So uh, right. I love the I see, process. I see Jim's uh, second question in the chat. We couldn't hear it, but I see it. Uh, and Bruce, you could think of it. I'll answer it first because I had a chance to look here. What can other people do who are trying to become a bigger part of the poker world? Uh, people playing and having fun, but wanting to be more involved. So on that, I have like a, a, a dual pronged uh, advice. Uh, one is, you know, for, for better or for worse, you know, with all of its, you know, sometimes toxicity, but there's a lot of good could, could come from it as well. Twitter is where the poker community kind of hangs out is follow as many people uh, as you want to or as you can. And I wouldn't say, you know, butt your nose in or insert yourself into conversations, but I would say become part of the conversation if you can, you know, look for the trending hashtags. And, you know, if you, if you do want to become involved, then pay attention to it. And when you have something um, of value to add to the conversation, not just to, you know, shout your opinions in there, um, then that is slowly but surely how you would get involved. And I would say one of our favorite people, guys, Chad McVean, um, that's kind of what he's done. 
You know, everyone knows Chad McBean because he's adding this tremendous value of, you know, listening to every single poker podcast under the sun and sharing that value with people by summarizing it with all of them. Everyone knows Wiener85, you know, you got to follow him. So Twitter is certainly one place to get more involved like that and, you know, and bring value to that conversation. And then the poker community can be very welcoming. And, and, and I'm sure you guys have seen that. Um, the second thing is don't be a stranger. You know, obviously in, in pandemic times, things are, are different, but, you know, as soon as you're comfortable getting back into live poker rooms and as soon as events start running, show up, say hi, take pictures, be a fanboy, fangirl, whatever it is, being there. Because um, I can tell you the first time I attended the World Series of Poker was in June 2016. And as involved as I ever was, every single conversation, oh, I know you, I know you. And I know you from either seeing you or having communicated with you digitally. But when you have, again, that sort of shared experience of, oh, I met you in the hallways. Oh, we had a milkshake together. Oh, we sat at the same table together. Whatever it is, those are very powerful. So those, you know, if you really want to get involved and, and make this more part of your life, you know, you can't go wrong by attending and by joining the conversation. Yeah, I, I love that. I think about like, like who's on this panel. You know, I mean, it's people that like Jim. You know, Twitter comment or whatever here and there, and then like three months later, he's like hosting the podcast. I mean, like ways that people want to get involved and basically don't be a dick. I mean, sorry to use that word, but like. Just, you know, just be nice. Don't be divisive. You know, you can live your life however you want. I'm not telling you you can't be that way. But if you want to be sort of getting involved in the community, add value, get plugged in, make some comments, and don't be a divisive figure. I have people that are like asking me all the time, oh, why can't I get more involved? Because you're rude. Because you're rude. <laughs> you have your choice to be that way. Don't, don't sit there and lambaste everybody on the home game or on Twitter for being an idiot for how they play their game and then say, why can't I be on the rec poker podcast? <laughs> because we're building a positive and a vibrant, encouraging poker learning community. You tell me, where do you fit into that realm? But, but no, I'm, I'm don't, don't associate that comment with Robbie. I took his and kind of went to a different place, but, but no, <laughs> be active, be involved. But from my perspective, be a positive force in the community. If you want people to say, let's involve that person. Uh, people yeah. don't seem to be making that connection yet. Uh, Bruce, did you have anything to add on that? I, again, on, that's, that's one of the great parts of the synergy between Robbie and I, because he's, you know, he's more contemporary and up to date. Uh, we've got a Twitter account for top pair. I'm not even sure what it is, but I know we've got one. I've never <laughs> logged into it. I've never sent a tweet. Uh, oh, the secrets do, are revealed. Oh, don't no. do that. But I'll tell you one of the things when we first started about 11 years ago that I liked um, for the engagement in that, uh, some of our earliest ideas and audience came from the 2 plus 2 home poker forum. And I was a pretty good contributor on that. Uh, and people were very supportive. Uh, people, you know, we got a lot of uh, listeners from that. We got a, lot of, a few guests that came on from that. Uh, they can be a little brutal, and that kind of goes to what, you know, what you're saying, you know, if you're a dick, they'll let you know on that. They'll just, they'll flame the, the, the bejesus out of you. So, you know, they'll teach you manners, but if you're watch what you're saying and, and uh, make interesting uh, uh, contributions, then, so that's, again, I don't even know if they have those for them. It's been, it's been eight or nine years since I've logged on to it, but that was me lacking technical and being the old school, getting on those forums and, and reading posts and, and engaging in people. And that was, was good too. 
Yeah, everyone it's, uses the rec dot poker forums now. That's uh, they're all over that now. Two plus two replaced by rec poker. Yeah, okay, I, okay, I will great. tell you that uh, what you saw there does exist, and it still looks exactly the same because they've never updated anything. But tongue, <laughs> tongue, tongue in cheek comment there. <laughs> Rob, I think to what to what Steve said, you know, if you're friendly at the poker table, I mean, I, I missed when you say, say it again. When, like what Steve said, as long as you're friendly, like say at the poker table, get to yeah. know the people around you and just be, you know, be friendly with them. And that's how Steve and I met. Yeah. We randomly met at a at a poker tournament up up in uh, Malax, close to us here, and that's how we became friends. And we've been, I mean, it's been six years now or something like that that we've been hanging out, and it was all because we just started a casual conversation at the poker table. And Fantastic. just be friendly with people. Yeah, I love it. Oh, man, the, the relationships. I always talk to my wife about, you know, what poker's meant to me. It's like so far beyond this hobby that we started playing. It's like my best friends are now because of poker. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's great. But, like, yeah, to answer that question, it's a great question and great answers, too. Just, you know, be, be available, get presence, get to know people, be a positive force in the community, add value. And people are going to stand, people like me, Robbie, we're going to stand up and take notice, go like, oh man, that's somebody that we should be working with. It's not that, it's not that hard um, uh, to do that. But well, guys, we're, we're almost, well, we are well past time, but um, it's just so fun to talk to you guys. You guys are such a, just a great light in the universe, a great positive force <laughs> in poker. I mean, I think about the, how many home games people run that are still impacted by the interviews you've done or the insights you've given or the advice you've given them on how to play, how to run tournaments. So it's, it's a huge legacy piece. Uh, I know it's sad to see it come to an end, but thank you on behalf of, you know, all of poker nation, not just the rec poker people, but uh, for, for the investment. And, and I hopefully someday you'll look back and really be able to, to be proud of what you've done if you haven't already, but kind of, as we wrap up, I just want to give you an opportunity. If there's any, final words you want to share. And I know you're kind of doing a goodbye farewell tour and that sort of thing, but you know, to rec poker nation out here uh, listening in that people have listened to you. Some haven't listened to you, but I guess final words of advice or, or insight that you want to share either one of you. Well, I, I, I'd say, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about to begin with. Uh, you know, we've done 365 episodes where we're not going to produce anything new, but we're also committed to, having those available. Well, our, our website has always been www.toppair.net. Make sure you get the .net and all of our episodes are available there plus our uh, interviews and things. We're on iTunes. All of the episodes are available there and I think uh, all the poker podcast platforms uh, usually feed off iTunes. So Stitcher and all of those, I think they're still, we're still there. So you're still welcome to uh, listen and, and uh, go through the contents of the episodes and pick the ones you like. And believe me, I'll still answer if you want to send some feedback at feedback at toppair.net, the email. Uh, I'll, I, I will read that and I will respond to that. And so, you know, we haven't gone away. We've just stopped uh, uh, moving forward, I guess. Love it. Right, right. Um, on my end, I'll sort of also touch back to what we, you know, what you started out of like, you know, the all good things come to an end. You know, you look at the, uh, you know, but when Bjorn Borg came back with his wooden racket, right, he was sort of out of place. When, when Michael Jordan came back on the Wizard, he wasn't the same Michael Jordan. You know, Seinfeld, God bless him, he knew when to go out on top. And what, what, I, what I will say, and I don't know, on top, whatever, but when 
you know, I say you kind of keep doing what you love, what you love, kind of keep being passionate about it. But we sort of between us, Bruce and I, you know, after six and a half years of doing it, we felt the time was right. As bittersweet and sad as it is, we did feel that the time was right to wrap up the show. And you got to listen to your sort of inner voice and, you know, and, and let that guide you because usually your gut is right. But I do want to also say thank you to everyone who has listened and you know, sent in the emails, the comments, the tweets, all that other sort of stuff. And like Bruce said, you know, maybe we're not moving forward. We're not going away. I'm definitely you know, continuing. I'm out there and uh, you know, I'll support you guys here at Rec Poker and the, the Bernard Lee Poker Show and the whole card player lifestyle family. So, um, yeah, thanks for this opportunity to do a, a reunion. It's been a lot of fun. It, it has okay. been fun. So with, with that, we'll, we'll let you guys go. But seriously, thank you once again. If you haven't connected with them, do it. Uh, connect with them for sure. If you're having any trouble finding them, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Get a hold of me personally. Uh, I'll connect you guys. But, but yeah, just because there's not new content coming out doesn't mean that 365 isn't packed with stuff that you need to hear. So don't always focus on what's new and shiny. A lot of stuff has been produced. Uh, go check it out. Give it a listen. Give it a chance. Uh, they, they will grow on you and you'll find yourself <laughs> listening through all of it, uh, maybe multiple times, but Robbie, Bruce, uh, we're going to hang on here and take care of a few things. We'll let you guys go. But, uh, once again, uh, thanks so much. You Thank bet. You Thank guys. you guys. It's been, uh, been you. very enjoyable. I don't Likewise. know if you can hear me, but that was a pleasure. Thank you. We hear you. Thank <laughs> we you. can Thank hear you. you. All right. Well, go. Thank you. Take care guys. Uh, Bye -bye. yeah, I think we got, they got the gist of your question there on the front end. Uh, then it started to fade out, but 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 good stuff, guys. What kind of what kind of thoughts do you have as as they uh, say goodbye? Well, just two of the big boys, two of the big names in the business. It's uh, it's a privilege to be able to have them on the show at the end and to look back together. And uh, you know, uh, it, uh, Steve, you and I even got a chance to sneak in on their show as guests at one point in that last in that last orbit. So it's it feels like we got a chance to be part of something special. Yeah, who knew? Like, I don't. That wasn't that long ago. I don't remember what episode number we were on, but yeah, I'm pretty honored to be part of that that legacy. Yeah, I've been listening to Robbie on a lot of different podcasts. You know, he was on the Red Chip Poker podcast for a while, and uh, to you know, he I kind of kind of look at his the way he got into the poker community is kind of the way Chad Holloway did, right? Because he just wanted to be there. He just wanted to do it. And he just kept putting himself into those spots and he started that card player lifestyle and he just, you know, it just, it became his, actually his life His this is what his career is. This is what he does now uh, for a living. And it, it shows you, and that's kind of how Chad did it too, right? He just said, I want to, I want to do this. And he just went out and took a chance and he did it and he became the, the face of poker news. Yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's really fun to watch people that, enjoy what they're doing so much you know there's always this thing that you talk about if if you do if you do what you enjoy for work mm -hmm. you'll never be have a sad day in your life or something like yeah, you'll you know, never work a day in your life if you you'll love. never work a day in your life if you're doing something you love unfortunately i worked for a ton of time <laughs> <laughs> you know you, brother it, it happens what can i say <laughs> so yeah so it's, yeah, it's, i'd like to say i never worked a day in my life oh i wish i could say that but i worked many many days in my life. <laughs> i think we worked more than the number of days there but, but no it's true, but i think i think a lot of people don't realize in those situations i mean i'm, I'm sure that the 
the countless hours that Chad Holloway, that Robbie put in behind mm -hmm. the scenes, it's not going to just happen where I wake up one day and say, I'd love to be in the poker industry. And I'm just going to really, really want it. And it's going to happen. Maybe that happens for some people, but uh, I think it's exactly what they were saying. They started putting themselves, like you said, Rob, put them, put yourself in the situation, get in there, plug away, get to know people, be a, be a positive force. And it's not going to work out for everybody, but if you have the skill set, if you have the drive, and if you're able to make connections, that can happen. Um, and it, and it, it absolutely can happen. And I mean, this is something, if you're listening and you're, you know, uh, I, I was a lurker for a long time. I listened to a lot of podcasts, but I never reached out. I never put myself out there. And, you know, I started a Twitter account in 2013 just to stand poker players and to ask them questions about strategy and to get involved in the conversation. Like, I think my first hundred follows were just um, professional poker players who I wanted to get free strategy advice from. <laughs> but that turned into real relationships with players like Andrew Brokus and Zachary Elwood and just like so many, um, Matt Glassman, so many great, uh, uh, Ryan LaPlante. I mean, I can't, Alex Assassinato, uh, Fitzgerald, so many great people that I just got more drawn into the poker world, started, you know, having real relationships with these people. Um, that kind of even gave me just the courage to even write into some podcasts and get my questions answered or to become a bigger, you know, part of their conversations. And it just, it takes that, it takes that. And it took several years, you know, of lurking in my case and just sort of being, being in the background, not putting my neck out. Even when I first joined Rec Poker, I didn't even want to put my face on the camera. I just wanted to be in there as Poker Jim. But, you know, when you, when you find that right fit and you find that place where there's people that, you know, see things the same way that you do it. And if it's not rec poker, there's, there's a group out there for you, I assure you. And, uh, you know, whether it's poker or in other parts of your life, if there's a way to do something you love, I mean, God, just follow that, put the time into it. And, and in the words of the great Steve Fredlin, just don't be a dick. You know, it's not, it's not <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true of any of the panels. Like for me, for sure, uh, you know, started this thing in 2017 as a podcast and never even dreamt that I would it'd be like a big part of my life. And now it's a major, major part of my life. And I, I love it. So I think, yeah, there's examples of all of us that are like, huh. And, and, and the poker community is open and willing and ready to help you kind of do that. Uh, if you just to kind of do things the right way, in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, very cool guys. Well, let's, uh, I know we're, we're getting a little bit long, but yeah, thanks for all the insights. Thanks for the questions. I think it's fantastic. Brings up a lot of good feelings about, about uh, poker and, and recreational poker and the home games and all that stuff that there is this huge community of people that are, that are not, you know, it's not all focused on the Negranu poke heads up match. You know, there's uh, millions of us that are just sort of loving the relationships built out of the home game. And so I think that's a, a great reminder of that. So let's, let's talk a little bit about our own home games, um, which I know we don't have the great John Somsky because we're in the middle of a work day today but um you know we we run these home games every night and a couple times on saturdays uh online at poker stars and jim do you want to kind of give us an update on what yeah. happened over the past seven days sure we had a very spooky international series on saturday halloween where oslo borger who is just killing it in this international series uh john vidarstensby comes in and sweeps it up again and then in the afternoon game, the dreaded Doug Drabeck, uh, the D -D -D Drabecks are back um, winning the afternoon event of the International Series on Halloween. In the nightly, Mile High Magician David Phillips won his fifth. 
Carl 0621, Carl Anderson, his third. And Munkin, Fonster, Cheyenne Bhattacharya is back. Mr. Bhattacharya, I haven't seen your name in here for a while. That's great to see Cheyenne kicking butt in the nightly home game. Good for you. Followed up by uh, Jimmy Boots, who we don't know that well. Chatty Cat 222, Kathy Karen won her first. Uh, now then, KB, Doug Barron's rocking it with his third nightly and one of my favorite posters in the forums, Monkey System, Keith Brandt, pulling in his second nightly. And that's, Keith, you're due a few there, I think, because uh, I know you've been on that final table a few times. Let's get you up more than two wins. You deserve it, bud. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jimmy Boots, I got to know. I actually know who Jimmy Boots is now, but he's chosen to keep his, his name private there. But because I had the great honor of telling him to make sure he emailed me because him and I were playing heads up for an hour. Oh, I lost. So that's how I know about this Jimmy Boots guy. Frustrated me. Then I got, yeah, I hate taking second place. Like, you know, generally, you know, you get the heads up and you win about half the time, and that's about where I'm at. But it's still frustrating. You think you should win every single time. I hate second place, but, but no, he, he played well, well deserved. And we're getting like 50, 60 runners in these every night. So getting to second place is not like you're just jumping in here on a quick two table uh, sit and go. So it it takes doing. We got to the final table, like, and I know it's not always this case, but it must've been pretty aggressive, but like the, the small stack at the final table is like 45 big blinds. Wow. And we got the heads up and I was the short stack at like 70 bigs. Like it was deep, man. It was super fun. And everybody takes it. So almost everybody, I think pretty much everybody takes it so seriously too so it's like it's good poker you guys if you're listening uh you want free good poker it's not like playing on an airplane in their little game there where it's just crazy it's like it's good poker yeah i've never played on an airplane in a little game but i will say it is impressive people take it seriously people want these pins and uh Uh, One of the things that's great about the deep structure that John Somsky's put together for these is that um, you don't listen in your normal poker playing life. You just don't get a chance to practice that shorthanded play with deep stacks. And it's really, really important that you get that kind of practice in because when you are playing for all the money in a big tournament, you don't want that to be the first time you're playing three handed 40 big blinds deep um, because there's a huge edge to be, to be gained there. So you should at least be getting some experience in there so that people can't take advantage of you. Yeah, I always encourage people, that's, that's one of the things with chopping, like in a live setting, I know there's a big incentive to chop, to flatten the structure. I always encourage people, if you can, if you really want to chop, if you can, see if you can play it out for something and just get that experience because, yeah, right? We're all hoping that we're playing a $100, $500, $1,000 tournament where we're at that final table. Now you're playing for, yeah, tens of thousands of dollars and, oh my gosh, I've never played three-handed. It's a different game. So, yeah, good good encouragement there. Well, anything else on the home games or anything else we want to chat about, you guys? Just to say that the year-end finals are coming up, and Jamel Cuevas, who's uh, joining us in our chat today, I believe is the current points leader until this Wednesday when I win and I become the current points leader. This is my plan. So we'll nice. see. I'm How coming cool for you, Jamel. Yeah, that was my plan last month. It didn't work <laughs> out for me either. I was in second going in, and now I'm, yeah. I don't even know where I'm at. Jamel, put in, the, put in the chat, are you actually the overall points leader right now? I've actually got it printed out from last month because I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. Yeah, Jamel says he plans on flopping a lot of flushes. That was a good strategy last month. It's so good. Like, he's so good at strategy and execution. (laughs) I'm going to plan on flopping a lot of flushes, and then he does it. Like, it's crazy how good he does that. It's very skilled. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. It's like Drabeck's strategy to always hit his kicker against me when I have him dominating. Great strategy. And he always beats beats my ace-queen. It's, like, unbearable. 
but it's good strategy and good execution. Yeah, can't fault him for that. That's I'm not a good plan. Complaining. I'm just whining. <laughs> just saying. Just saying, right? <laughs> well, anything book study wise, Rob? Anything you want to share on on that deal? I know we're starting a new book. Uh, I know with the timing of the recordings, but you want to kind of yeah, that's that's questionable. Where you know when is this coming out? We're um, we're starting with the uh, Short Stack Ninja by Chris Fox Wallace, and that'll be every Wednesday, uh, first and third Wednesday of every month. So we're starting in November on that one. So uh, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of neat discussion. It kind of fills in where we left off with the game plan because we ended with the short stack. Well, now we're de you know we're going to really decompress that short stack and find out what it's all about and get down to the different layers of how to play that short stack. So it's pretty, I've been, I've read the book once already. I'm going through it the second time now and it's, there's so much in there that it's, it's going to be fun. And we worked should join before, us. We worked with him before in the past. I know he's very accessible. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a great opportunity to be interactive uh, with that thing. And so if you're the first and the third, so the first one will be November 4th, which this is going to air November 10th. So you've missed the first one. But so Rob, if somebody's missed the first one, obviously they're a premium member. They just go watch the video, uh, yep. but could, can they can they jump in at any point in time? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, all you want to do is pick up the book, read it, um, and jump in whenever you want. Because there's a lot of nice discussion that goes on. We talk about how we might apply what we're learning and about how it might differ from how we had normally applied things. So it's and like Jim and I talk about all the time. It, we're going to be in down some rabbit holes. We're just going to be talking about stuff yes, and we're sir. going to get really down and dirty into it. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's not just, you know, reviewing what's in the book. It's talking about how that relates to what we do individually. So the more the merrier that can come in and join with the chat or join as part of the panel. And we just, talk, we just start talking and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Rob does a great job putting the putting extra materials together for each each uh session so you can go back and if you've missed one just there's a video of the session plus all rob's work is there to look at the uh pdfs and stuff like that so it's um you can catch up in no time go go and check that out yeah and if you're a premium member yeah you can go watch all the previous of the whole matt matro's book all the materials is out there if you're not a premium member uh you're, you're welcome to do that you can use the code rec poker you get that first month instead of 15 bucks, you get 10 bucks off, five bucks. So you get the first month, five bucks, and you can check it all out. 30 days, you can do quite a bit of research. So if that's all you want to do is pay the five bucks and then go watch all the book, all the Metro stuff, uh, the game plan, go do that. But I encourage you to do that. At least give it a shot. Uh, people are finding, man, I can sit in on podcasts. I can do the Zoom Tuesday night. Uh, Zoom uh, just for members only on, uh, that, that night. I can get all this stuff. So I think just really want to encourage you guys, check it out. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. We've done a lot of hard work uh, to try to make that a very appealing offer. Yeah, and even just for the archive alone, honestly, get yeah. that first month for five bucks, and you can you won't be able to watch everything in a month. So there's there's enough. That that doesn't even count the fun stuff. You get to join and meet the yeah. celebrities and have fun playing with us and that kind of thing. So uh, do check that out. Steve's not Steve's not kidding. It's it's a good deal. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> well, just a quick, as we wrap up here, just a quick reminder. Uh, I said in the beginning uh, that we have started this home game thing. So if you're running a home game uh, and you want to kind of promote, uh, we can't really like do all the promotion of all the money and all that sort of stuff. We're not going to tell people when it is and who to reach out to. But uh, you can say, man, here's who won last month. 
Uh, give them a shout out on the podcast. Get it listed on the website. Sort of a fun thing. So we have a couple of those offerings out there. Just go to the store at Rec.Poker. You'll see it out there, a couple of offerings. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we've got that, that whole first elite group, the Queens Never Hold out of Cottage Grove, Minnesota. I love that. Uh, Queens so Never Hold. Brionis Mraz. Uh, yeah, and there's a kind of a backstory of the Queens Never Hold. I know the story. Uh, some of you guys know that story too, but uh, check it out. Some really fun stuff. I think we're looking to grow that uh, and build our community uh, through that as well. But uh, anything else, guys, that we need to share for the good of the order? Yeah, come celebrate with us. Let, let us know. To show, share those binks and uh, let us all celebrate those wins and victories together. I like that. Okay, guys. So with that, let's wrap up. Uh, right there, as always, thanks to our sponsor, our official sponsor, uh, Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel, uh, Website Amp, Learn Pro Poker. Uh, you guys are awesome. Rob, Jim, thanks so much. Uh, Robbie and Bruce, fantastic stuff, and we'll catch you all next week.